0: Welcome to episode six, my loves. And today we're going to have a conversation about a topic that we might not want to talk about, but is super important for those of us in pursuit of meaningful work. What to do when you feel like you've lost your mojo. This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. And just to be clear, I'm not talking about the other kind of mojo that you're probably all thinking about. We're talking about losing your creative mojo for today. So let's keep it out of the bedroom just for the next 20 minutes or so. This is a conversation that's really dear to me because it's been a big part of my journey. But of course, reigniting creativity is now something that I see my clients desire as the top of their list. And it usually becomes a big part of our work together. And I want to support you today to ignite your creative side because I know this is a set is a it's it's an important part of your life, but it could also be your secret source to elevating your career. And I recently finished Dan Pink's book, A Whole New Mind, which is about uh, moving towards this conceptual age and the. Uh, dominance of left brainers but now moving towards this dominance of right brainers and what that looks like and he suggests that as we move towards this conceptual age that the future is going to look very different it's going to belong to those creators and those empathizers those artists inventors designers storytellers caregivers even big picture thinkers Those are the people that are going to reap society's richest rewards and share in its greatest joys. And he's talking about those people that nurture their right side of their brain as much as their left. And our right side of our brain, of course, is a big part of that is our creativity. So typically when I first connect with a client, they express this feeling of lacking creativity in their work. And that becomes one of the major reasons they feel called to make a change or reinvent their career entirely. And maybe this is you and you've got ideas for businesses coming out of you like, well, how should we describe this? How about a unicorn pooping rainbows? Yeah, those ideas are coming at you like a unicorn pooping rainbows. Or you might feel like your work doesn't allow you to use all of your gifts or your talents or there's this absence of freedom and aliveness that you get from creative work and it's just not there in your day-to-day work. Please know that if I'm saying this and you're nodding your head and going, to be honest, Ruby, I feel like this as well, then I want you to know you're not alone. Or perhaps you're that person today that that says to themselves, oh, I'd, I'd simply like to indulge my creative side in my life a little bit more. I love my career, but I want to get a little bit more creative. Then you're going to love this as well. So some years ago when I decided to take the whole reinvention route and the whole 180 in my career, I couldn't work out why my creative mojo wasn't firing too, because I thought to myself, I'm in this creative career, I'm an architect, like this is crazy, Where where is it gone? What supermarket... How oh, can I find this elusive passion and creativity in place? These were the questions that I were asking myself, and looking back now, and we all know that hindsight is a bitch when you realise it. But at the time, there were two fundamental things that might have reignited my mojo, especially my creative mojo, without having to do the major career change. Yeah, let me repeat that. When we reignite that fire and take a moment to see where it leads us, perhaps that total 180 that you're contemplating right now, maybe that might not be needed after, all. maybe you might be able to satisfy that creative side and still maintain your current career. So there's two practices that I'm going to share with you today, or two two things that are really important for driving this creativity and what we need to, to do to make it a habit. So the two things up and this first one is a little bit different but it goes along with the idea of mojo so just stick with me. You're going to learn why circulating pleasure through your body is actually the catalyst to creativity for you as a woman and then secondly how do we take those feelings and create consistent acts of pleasure in our life like what does it look like to be consistent how can we be consistent with these things and the beautiful thing that you're going to gain by creating these types of practices and with any type of practice, actually, this is true. So it might be a ritual a workout routine. It doesn't need to be creative. But that commitment that you've made to yourself, that creates self-trust. And self-trust is what leads to confidence. And we could all love a little bit more confidence in our lives. So even if you just take that away from today, remember this That practices create self-trust, practices, habits, routines, create self-trust because what you're doing is every time you do that thing, you repeat that thing over and over and over again for days, months, years to come, you're telling your brain that you are the person that does stuff and you are the person that keeps promises to herself. You say you're going to show up and you do show up. So if everything else goes to poo in your life, you know that you can count on you. And that is a pretty special thing. But of course, when we're starting a new habit, as we all know, the first few days of starting out, we are entering this beautiful honeymoon phase, just like a new relationship. You feel all the love and you can see this beautiful shift in yourself starting to happen. But of course, if you want that fire to continue to burn bright for months or years to come, then you need to consistently show up. And that's what creates long-term change. So we're talking about pleasure and making acts of pleasure something consistent in our life to lead to more creativity. Okay, so you're probably thinking wow, okay, this is an interesting idea, circulating pleasure. What does that mean? Where did she get this idea? Well, my personal journey with this work actually started a few years ago, about three years ago, when I undertook a, an intense three-year uh, three year (laughs) three months coaching journey with a woman by the name of jenna ward and she calls herself an embodiment mentor and her work is all about emotional empowerment and sensual embodiment learning how to live and make decisions as our full selves and to have someone partner with you and really foster and grow that side of yourself in that way it's very it's a really special thing Mind you, on at this time when I started working with Jenna, I was actually on the other side of my career change. So I'd made that massive 180 in my life. And although I'd done a lot of things to seriously reignite creativity, I was looking to go a little bit deeper, especially bringing in um, some of that softer uh, feminine side into my life. And ironically, when the word pleasure came up before working with Jenna I had so many misconceptions about it in fact I assumed okay pleasure only means one thing and yes society has certainly adulterated excuse the pun the word pleasure and for many of us we only think about it in its sexual context if you look up the word um if you look up the word pleasure and you look at the verb pleasure they say sexual pleasure. That's what they're referring to as the verb of pleasure. So I thought that was really interesting that that's where they go to first. But today I want to explore pleasure in its totality and being able to embody this energy of pleasure in many different ways, not just sexual. So For me, learning to understand pleasure is about experiencing it through all of the senses and becoming really aware and really attuned to all of the senses. And as a feminine woman, and um, if you identify yourself as a woman and as a feminine woman, even if you're in a predominantly male profession, there's, there's likely you're still feminine at your core but your capacity to feel pleasure in this way is naturally so much easier for us to go there and we're naturally wired to be these beautiful central beings it's this sometimes we're out of practice and out of touch so we need to create consistency with it. I want you to be really curious and open with where I'm going with this because it is a little bit different, and not all of the things that I'm going to say you might uh, resonate with. You might think I've got my practices to ignite creativity, but I I just want you to try this on for a little bit, and maybe try it on for a few weeks or a few months and see where it leads you because it's really cool. This this has certainly required a lot of Not a lot but a little bit of experimenting for me but I noticed that when I insert these acts of pleasure in my day my creativity flows so much easier and it's so much more consistent and so much so that instead of this concept of self-care I made it my personal responsibility now to attend to things that solely evoke pleasure. First and foremost, that is what I'm looking for. So I've kind of thrown self-care out the window and gone for this concept of, of uh, circulating pleasure. And another reason why this is really important to me, especially to be able to teach you this today, is that in the Western world, uh, for us as men or women but if we're operating a lot of the time from the masculine side of our brain and we are working in masculine environments like running a business uh, in a corporate role maybe leading a team without knowing it your body starts to take a certain posture It, it molds itself to what that uh, way of being requires or showing up in that environment requires for me what I notice is that really I'm really in my masculine side and it takes a little bit of awareness to get in touch with this but notice how your body feels at the end of the day after being in the office all day notice if your hips flow and move really nicely if you just rotate them around in a circle or is there a little bit of like creakiness in there you know Or do you feel a bit like hunched over does your you know your heart not feel as expansive because you've been sitting over a computer or you're up in your head uh, thinking so much there's really subtle cues that the body gives us to have us know oh perhaps I've been operating a little bit more in that side of my brain rather than over in my um, feminine right right brain creative side so if we get a little bit radical here like I said today and we start to approach our self-care from this notion of pleasure and sensuality what could this look like Essentially we are looking at any act that allows us to explore pleasure through our body and using the senses of emotion and feeling and then these external senses as well but not so much if we can sight or things that we use often but those subtle senses you know maybe it is smell maybe it's sound for you maybe it's taste And I can only speak for this work and how it's been helping me and my clients as well, because this is a lot of what I get them to do uh, in our initial work together to start to get that creative flow in their life. And everyone will be different. So like I said, this may resonate uh, with you or it may not, but I can honestly say that these different things that I've incorporated more in my life and coming from this pleasure side as the catalyst to creativity, it's opened up so much more for me and just that creative consistency that I've been looking for. Okay, the first one, movement without an agenda. This might be slow, it might be fast, it might be, like I say, really getting into those hips. But there's no structure, there's no trying to stretch or tone or work a certain muscle when you're moving your body. Even a yoga class has a sequence, has a structure. We want to get away with that. We want to throw that out the window. What this could look like, this is what I've been doing. Throwing on a couple of songs, getting into some nice comfortable clothing first thing in the morning when you wake up. And moving your body and just moving without any agenda, like I said. Jenna Ward, who I work with, she actually has this beautiful practice that she created called Primal Feminine Flow. You can jump on her website and grab that. I'm not an affiliate for her work or anything like that, but I think she has done some really uh, great stuff in this area and she's certainly been the person that's influenced this in my life. So I'm a big advocate for her work. I want, I want to share her stuff with you. So jump on and grab her primal fem- feminine flow so that you can understand a little bit more about why we want to uh, move in this particular way and what that might look like. And interesting it actually looks different for everybody but um yeah check her out and see see what you think but like I said even if it's a little bit of a um a dance off first thing in the morning or you know I've even tried this as a couple of times throughout my day just to break up my thinking get my body out of the chair like loosen up things like that see how your creativity flows from there but that's a huge one for me that's been a really really big one The next one is reading poetry, and I'm totally in love with the work of a woman by the name of Brooke Solis, and yes, her poetry is wildly feminine, and she describes it as smoldering with passion. I think that's the perfect description. For someone like me who has a stack of personal development books next to her bed, this was definitely a new frontier for me. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, dirty novels or anything like that, even if that is the way you want to go, like, that's totally cool. But her poetry uh, is is beautiful it's really really uh wonderful it's very captivating it it does evoke all those senses it takes you away to um these foreign lands and I think it is it is wonderful and it's been quite lovely to be able to pick that up and read a page and have no agenda of trying to improve myself through a personal development book or analyze it So if you want to light the fire, Brooke is the woman to do it. Brooke Solace. Look her up, see if she resonates because I'm pretty sure she will with a lot of you. Okay, this one is probably not new to you and you might roll your eyes and go, oh, I've heard this one before, but just see where I go with this. I love taking a lot of baths and if you have a bath, this is amazing. There might be other ways that you could do it. There might be Uh, bath houses in your city I know that these are becoming a lot more popular now and they are creating them Uh, but even with a shower you can do this as well and someone I always think about when I think about taking a bath is Tom Ford who if you're into your high fashion uh, you'll know that he used to work for Gucci and he has his own label now but he in one of his documentaries said I take several baths a day because it helps my creative process. So I thought, well, if it's good for Tom, then it's good for me. And I've even been known to take baths at different times of the day just to test this and and um, yeah, have <laughs> have a bit of fun with it. So the beautiful thing about this is that you can start to bring all the senses into this and this is where we can tune in to smell through using oils, essential oils, music. Uh, I actually like to dim down the lighting and start to remove sight from, uh, it's not completely pitch black, that's not what I'm saying, but... Yeah, just have candlelight or some low light so that you can really tune into how the water feels on your body and those other things that you've got to evoke senses like smell or touch or, um, you know, sound through having some music as well. And after the bath or the shower, perhaps I take some time. I can't do this every single day, mind you, but A few times a week I'll do this. I'll take some time and I'll get a beautiful body oil, a beautiful body lotion, and I'll really be mindful with that process of applying it on my body and and getting in touch with those parts of myself that often, you know, during the day, especially in winter, we're in winter now in Australia and we're covered up and, you know, we're always trying to stay warm and after a bath you can really just... Stand there and celebrate your body and take that time. And I think that is one of the most beautiful things that you can do to not only get in touch with those other senses, but really notice your beautiful body and and be grateful for it. The next thing is a free flowing journaling practice. Uh, So we want to, like I said, get out of anything that has a gender or structure where possible. I do recommend some structure with journaling and I'm going to bring you a practice in the next few weeks that focuses on this. But if you're someone that you know, you're up in your head a lot, you have a lot of thoughts, um, a lot of emotions flowing around, then journaling without any kind of agenda is a beautiful thing to do. Because it allows you to get in touch with those things and it can be a really great way to shift out of that headspace if it's a little bit junky and a little bit funky, you can get out of that and um, start y- your creative uh, you know, if you're going to do some art or you're going to do some writing or create a blog post or uh, put something on, on social media, whatever it is, but you find that you're often quite up in your head before that, there's a lot of fear around it. Having a daily journaling practice that just allows you to dump all those emotions um, is really good. And you can get in touch with those as well. There's nothing wrong with those. We're not trying to get rid of them with doing this. But just really feel those emotions in our body and and as they come out on the page that's not so much a senses driven exercise but I think it it goes with that idea of free-flowing and um, you might be inspired by some poetry as well you could do something like that to write yourself so go there with that Then, of course, it could be some really simple acts in your day, and you can scatter these throughout your day, which is really beautiful. It might be savoring every last bit of some really beautiful, raw, dark chocolate. It might be drinking tea in the sun and feeling the sunshine on your body and taking that as a really mindful moment, walking on the beach and feeling your feet in the sand, no podcast, no nothing. Just you in the beach, and the ocean, smell, uh, sight. Really, really notice all of the stuff that's going on around you. And another thing that I've been loving is having fresh flowers in my life because I think there's so much vibrancy that we can get from flowers. It brings so much pleasure to uh, just see them and notice them and smell them. Or something quite beautiful that it, that I've also been loving is feeling the texture of different fabrics on your skin. And sometimes this is a little bit harder to do in winter, I know, but definitely in summer, we've got some beautiful fabrics like linen, silk, um, whatever it might be for you that you know just drapes on your skin, feels Really soft and sensual and elegant, and especially if that clothing's a little bit looser and allows you to really move quite freely in your body, you'll start to channel that pleasure just by tuning into how that fabric feels on you. It's quite amazing. Okay, you might notice here that everything I've shared is about really purposefully engaging the senses, but without looking for any kind of result. So you're not looking to gain anything or get any reward or uh, any uh, kind of agenda from any of these things. You don't need to worry about those results or goals because the rest of your day is going to be driven by those, trust me. So if it helps you to get started, what I would say is take any of these things or write yourself a list of 10 things that bring you pleasure in your day that you've been really curious to explore then the next step as I said is being consistent so consistently looking to circulate pleasure as a way of uh, igniting creativity in your life so a few things that I know to be true about consistency start small start simple One little step every day or every few days. Look for something that's going to be manageable in your schedule, ideally every day, but every day or so. And then if you need to, if you know that it's not going to be an automatic reflex for you, Block that time out in your calendar first. Look, it might even be looking at your week and going, I can have a bath on that night and I'm really going to make that a damn good bath. (laughs) Whatever it is for you, uh, make sure you schedule it in. If you're a busy person, just like you schedule everything else and everyone else in your life, schedule those things in. And this might go against this idea of consistency but I would definitely say that as you're starting out, be really curious and open to what you notice. Treat this like an experiment and just see it as a way of uh, inviting intimacy with your senses. Notice how you feel. Treat this like your playtime, like your time to get in touch with your inner child and, and you'll be amazed to see what, what comes as a result and the biggest thing I want you to remember with any of this especially the beautiful thing about having no no agenda or not trying to get any results especially from the movement work is that your creativity is what makes you unique so if you are someone that is looking to bring more of yourself to the world. Start with these things because no one else can take that away from you. That is your thing, and that is your time for you to show up. And uh, and from there, you will also uh, create space for creativity because you'll feel more in flow because the pleasure will be circulating through your body and it will it will feel easier it will feel more natural well there you have it my loves one of my favorite ways to bring more creativity into your life is start with the idea of circulating pleasure and obviously this might not be a long-term fix To cure your career woes it seems like such a simple thing but at least you will be showing up every day feeling passionate instead of waiting for this passion to arrive as a result of the perfect job so think about that think about moving yourself away from waiting for the right conditions waiting for the right thing and you being responsible for that you taking responsibility for your creativity and your pleasure if you're looking to dive a little bit deeper into some of this work on creativity I recommend you also go back to last week's episode which was episode five with the gorgeous Lisa Bryant that was a lot of fun Lisa is the creator of Self Podcast, and this is a daily creative act that she has for a self. She does not batch record this podcast, she shows up every single day and records and this has been a really important thing for her in uh, maintaining her creative mojo, especially as she's moved out of a career as a dancer and a performer full time and is shifting away from that and more into the wellness space there. But as she's doing that, she's still showing up for herself creatively every day. Okay, if you like this episode and you love the True To You podcast, then you would be an absolute rock star to me if you rated and reviewed this on iTunes. And if you're feeling fancy, then and you're listening to this on your mobile device, take a screenshot of this episode, pop it in your Instagram stories right now and tag me at Ruby K Marsh. I would love to see you there and um I'm I'd happily uh share whatever you share as well because I think this is really important work and these are some beautiful simple things that we can invite into our life and this uh idea of moving towards meaningful work doesn't have to be a scary massive thing perhaps for you it is simply about um this first step of bringing more creativity into your life and seeing where that leads you. So have an amazing week, my friends. I'm sure you will. And I will see you all next week for episode seven. Bye.